You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times. Yes, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times, as you just heard. So today, we're going to be talking about best practices for building successful data strategies. And uh, the conversation today is going to be based on new research from Capital One, which was done in conjunction with the Harvard Business Review Analytics Services. Uh, and uh, joining me today to dive into it is uh, Christina Egea. She's Vice President of Enterprise Data Product at Capital One. Welcome, Christina. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you with us. You know, obviously, data is a, a critical a role in, in the world these days, and even more so now with all the data that's going to be needed to fuel this big AI push. So uh, obviously, creating a good uh, strategy for dealing with all that is important. So uh, maybe you can talk us through some of the key points of the research and uh, and uh, give our listeners uh, some pointers as to how they can create that uh, successful strategy. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So as you said, we uh, sponsored this research with uh, Harvard Business Review Analytic Services because we, you know, wanted to, as many other companies do right now, ensure we're staying in touch with, in the fast-moving world of data, the best strategies that companies are employing to really embed data in in the culture of the company and how their organization creates value. And so what you'll see in the report is that um, Every company is working really hard. There, there's very few executives you can find who are not interested and see the value in data, but many are struggling with, with how to actually unlock what they believe is the full potential of data in their business strategy. And uh, some of the outcomes of the report really highlight the most successful organizations are those that are really building strong data cultures, like really embedding the value of using data to drive business decisions in the essence of everyone who is working at the company uh, from the lowest to the highest of levels Mm -hmm. and building that strategy in a way that offers tools and platforms that support the data management practices of the company to make it really easy for folks to engage and interact with with that data ecosystem in a way that um, focuses on keeping data well-managed, but easy to kind of find and understand. And those things together, a combination of that culture and building a data-driven organization with a strong platform ecosystem is really the the core ingredients that are helping companies differentiate um, their data strategies from from competitors who who are not doing as well in that space. So, I mean, it seems obvious and critically important that data is kind of the backbone of everything that's happening in the world. So what are some of the struggles that organizations are having, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, creating these types of cultures? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. And, uh, you know, I think it's a place actually where my experience at Capital One is a bit different than other firms. And, And what you see in the research is that some companies just struggle to even convince uh, leaders that they should be using data to to make decisions. And I think, wow. you know, at least for us, like we're a company that was sort of built on the premise that like data is how you make business decisions. So the best business decisions like come from a ton of access to great data and more data and better data leads to better outcomes. 
But I do think what you see there in the article and, and what I've heard too from, from other folks in the industry is like, like some companies are struggling with that first order focus. And one of the best ways to combat it is to really ensure that leaders at every level of the company are holding themselves accountable to just using data to, to, to literally make decisions, whether that decision is something as simple as like, you know, the frequency with which to hold a meeting to the decision for how to roll out a new feature, but really embedding data in every aspect of how you manage the, your team and and the company overall is a really important, I think like first step Mm -hmm. um, for as a starting point. So I know this is an old story, uh, but uh, you may not know this, but years and years ago in my earlier life, I was a (laughs) a sports reporter. And um, so there was this baseball team, the uh, Oakland Athletics, that had a very small budget, but they decided that they were going to use analytics to determine who the type of player was that they wanted to to have on their team. So they they invested all this money in data and uh, became a very competitive team with like the lowest payroll where the other teams were run by, you know, give the manager, well, I have a gut feeling he's going to get a hit this time. Uh, you know, and often they did not. So, uh, you know, if, if it was that obvious to baseball teams, again, uh, you know, it certainly seems like something every organization in the world can benefit from these days. So what are some of the some of the best practices for kind of fostering that kind of a culture? Yeah. So first of all, I completely agree with your example. And, you know, I think it shows up in like basically there's a bunch of different places where like, of course we make a better decision when we have access to data because we just have better ground truth and facts to inform kind of where we're going. Some of the like best practices to your question on like, you know, what, what are some of the best practices that we see? Like one of the biggest things I think is ensuring that a data strategy and a business strategy, like they're the same thing. Like if you are in an organization or in a team where you're sort of defining a data strategy absent a business strategy or vice versa, a business strategy without data, like there's like a first order problem. And really, like I think the most successful organizations are those that just have a, a business strategy that includes data and, and ensuring that that happens is a combination of, I think, collaboration between the various teams, you know, different organizations are going to be structured differently, but, but ultimately like one strategy that is driving towards a business outcome with business value backed by data is I think one of the most sort of important first steps. Um, the, the other thing is, um, you know, data, like the world of data is changing so quickly. The the technologies and the things we have access to today are like in many cases, things we couldn't have imagined like even two years ago as being sort of like really within our reach. And so the other thing is investing in a culture that is not just sort of data oriented, but um, learning hungry and ensuring that you're offering your teams access to resources to learn and also like holding yourself as a leader accountable to like, I'm constantly like, reading, learning, like hands-on keys, trying new things because the world's changing so fast that like, if you're not investing in that continuous education, you're, you're just not going to be getting the most out of your data environment. So, so let me ask you this, uh, obviously you did this uh, big research. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there anything in there that jumped out at you as being particularly surprising? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and we, we talked about it a little bit before, but the thing that surprised me was 
it's not surprising that like every company sort of feels data is an important part of their business strategy. But what did surprise me was how many senior leaders who were interviewed as a part of like, I think it was Fortune 100 companies felt that they were not not succeeding on that goal. Like they feel like it's really important, but they don't know how to move forward. It's an interesting problem. And, um, you know, what was surprising to me was just how common that challenge was across a diverse array of industries, which just highlights the, like really, I think the human element of the cultural like aspects being so important and that being something that like, you know, you really have to invest in to get to a successful kind of data-driven culture and data-driven business outcomes. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, especially in uh, today's world, clearly the volume of data is uh, exploding, you know, exponentially, basically daily. And mm-hmm. um, organizations struggle with, well, what data should I capture? What data should I keep? What can I act on? Are we collecting things that we never really look at or act on anymore? And and I think sorting through a lot of that is is a big challenge for organizations, just trying to determine what data they actually need to to make those kinds of decisions. Do yeah. Yeah, I think that that's totally the case. And one of the things that that we talk about in the that shows up in the article as well is this notion of like a well-managed data ecosystem. Like, you know, all the data in the world, if you can't find any of it or understand how to use it, like it, it does you no good, right? And so um investing in, you know, whether it's platforms or or sort of cool capabilities, like I think where many organizations struggle is that they have a lot of like requirements and policies, which is awesome, but like it's often harder for folks on the ground to adhere to the policy than it is for them to like do their own thing. And so long as you live in a world where like the right thing is the harder thing, people are going to diverge. And so really investing in like a data ecosystem and platform capabilities that embed the qualities of you know, data management into the day-to-day experience of, you know, your data analysts, your engineers, your data scientists is, I think, really important. Um, And that's how you get to, like, we really understand the data we have. It's all clearly defined. It's clearly understood. It's easy to to find and use. But, you know, you don't get to that unless you really are embedding those capabilities into the day-to-day life of the users that are finding, creating, transforming data. Yeah. And of course, you know, you, you touched on data management. I mean, that's a huge issue as well, uh, you know, for a lot of organizations that, let's say, use forms uh, and people don't use the same, you know, if it isn't a drop down that gives you a choice that every every input piece of data is the same, you know, you have people spelling out states or using the initial for a state or, uh, you know, just, uh, and a lot of this data becomes obsolete. I know mm-hmm. we had an issue with that. Uh, because of the pandemic, uh, we had, you know, many of our magazine subscribers were getting it sent to their office. But now they yeah. were working from home, but they weren't updating their data file to give us that address. So all of a sudden, we're getting all these emails. How come I stopped getting my magazine? I'm like, well, because you moved it didn't tell us. But I mean, so that's just a, a simple example of, of you know, some of, the, some of the problems that people have with data management and who's, whose job it is to make sure they're on top of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you hit on a point when you talk about, like, combined with the earlier conversation on the exploding world of data and and AI, like, our data is also becoming increasingly unstructured. Like, we're starting to have, like, way bigger volumes of data that are not 
formatted and structured in the ways that we've traditionally focused on for data management. And so it's also a case for like the things we care about from a governance perspective are evolving. And to the point of the like continuous learning, continuous evolution, like if you're not prepared to evolve to meet those needs, like you're not managing the data effectively. And so that continuous investment is really important. Yes. Yeah, again, you know, some some of the other challenges, I just had a conversation with a with a guy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about uh, open source and using it to feed, uh, you know, AI models. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, there are licensing issues there. Are the people who created the open source, you know, uh, or, or the people who are using that open source in their data model, are they ready to now turn some of that back into the open source community? Because if you use open source, you have to, you know, very often under the licensing, have to put it back into the community. And now some organizations may not want to do that because it's, you know, they're very private data. So uh, yet another hurdle <laughs> as, uh, as things advance in technology with artificial intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, ultimately the foundational requirements that remain true in this world are like, there's a few things that are just always going to be no regrets, like having a really robust understanding of your data, knowing who at the company is using it, investing in the capabilities that make it easier to interact with that data. Like those things I think are always going to be sort of bedrock investments of a data ecosystem for a scaled company that prepare you for a changing world of, you know, AI and whatever else is on the horizon that requires that continuous investment to kind of stay ahead of and in front of. Okay, Christina Agia, Vice President of Enterprise Data Product at Capital One. Thank you so much for your time today, Christina. Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful break. Thank you, you too. And to all our listeners, I hope you're having or have had, by the time this is broadcast, a wonderful holiday season. Thank you to our loyal listeners, of course, for uh, always hanging in there with us. So until next time, I'm Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of SD Times. So long for now.